the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hump day! <laughs> yes, indeedy, it is hump day. And yes, indeedy, I am not normal. <laughs> but that's why you longtime Andrew K. Show listeners, y'all hang around because you're not normal either, right? You're people that actually ask second and third and fourth level questions. You're people that uh, are dare to ask questions. You're dare to, to think for yourself and be critical thinkers and not just accept whatever the narrative is that's being pushed out. And that's why I love y'all so much. And I love sharing this time with you guys every night of the week here at 6 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Hey, we are streaming live right now on Facebook. Shh, sorry, Facebook. Y'all trying to keep me from going live, but I have found a way because I have people, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, and I would love for you guys to uh, comment there on uh, the, everybody talking today about the speech, the pitch. Uh, Z- uh, Zelensky threw a pitch today in front of Congress. Was it uh, d- was it a strike? Um, well, I'm trying. You know, my man, my man skins is back, and I'm trying to give some baseball terms here, and ba- but it ain't working. Oh, that was the that, that was the proper analogy. Oh, good, was it right? good, good baseball speaking. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he 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 threw he threw some pitches today. And so the question is, did he strike out and get what he wanted out of it? Did, did he? Uh, no, not that he strike out, but did he get a was it right down the middle? Was it was right down the middle? Okay, thank you for that. Um, uh, I, I guess it depends on how you look at it, and of course, you know that I look at things a little bit differently because I am not normal. So I'm going to give you guys um, a different perspective here. I'm going to share with you a different perspective, actually, um, from the one and only one of the few actual investigative journalists we have left. We also had uh, breaking news today from the Fed. They are going to raise rates and uh, not just once, but I think they're planning six more rate increases. And they're also going to be dumping off some holdings. And been a long time since I studied economics and finance. And so I'm not exactly sure what some of this means. And so uh, my man, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, will be with us at the bottom half of the hour. And he knows this stuff intimately. And so um, I'm, I'm, when I'm reading stuff that um, somebody with a business degree like myself and studied finance and economics, and I'm sitting scratching my head going, say what? Um, then I then I think that we got to bring in an expert, true, a true expert, to help us break it down because we've got to, we've got some decisions we're going to have to make as as citizens, just in the normal course of our lives. We got to make decisions on what to do with our money. But then when you're in a situation like this, where gas prices are rising, getting worse by the second, um, which is causing everything else to increase, you got to you know do, when do I buy a car? When do I buy a house? Where you know how do I invest my money? Do I invest? What you what do I do? So these are interesting times, and so we've got David Hoff who will be here, and then I've got. Some some other random but not so random news stories to give to you guys. 888-344-1170. We already got debate going on on my Facebook page about Zelensky. Some people watched that speech today and said, yes, we need to get in there. We need to not just some people are saying like Kevin McCarthy is saying uh, we need to support them. 
um, but only in the form of giving them the MIGs. They want a no-fly zone. Uh, let's give them the ability to do it for themselves. Other people are like, no, we need to be doing the no-fly zone. Some people are like, we need to be full-on in there with the military. I want to hear from you, 888-344-1170. It's also a question I'm going to be asking Elhoff later on because he was a backseater um, in, uh, in fighter jets uh, for for the Navy. Um, before I go any further, I'm going to pose that question to my brother who's back after taking a night off. It's DJ Potato Skins. And only the very courageous will be able to keep alive the spirit of individualism and dissent, which gave birth to this nation. DJ Potato Skins. Well, I'd like to start off saying, though, Andrea, we were only going to have on Elhoff a certain amount of times each week, every other week, etc. There's so much going on financially that we are dipping into the financial thought doctor as often as we can because mm-hmm. it is thick with what's going on. It is. Well, we are sick in, in, uh, economically as a nation, and so we need some prescriptions from the financial thought doctor. What was your question to me? Uh, well, my question is the same one to everybody out there. What, you know, do you, do you, I, you're so busy. I don't know that you had a chance to watch the speech or hear the speech. I heard a lot of it, yes. Um, but um, did it compel you? You know, uh, one of the things Zelensky did really well is he knows our history as a people, right? He knows that the American people are by nature, by our culture, right. as proven through history, that he invoked in his speech. He knows that when we see a humanitarian crisis, we are the first in the world to respond. When we see, uh, you know, uh, uh, communism, Nazism, fascism, authoritarianism, all the world's ills, we, are, we have been the world's military, and he invoked that today. Did it make you feel like, particularly there was images and, and a video that right. just showed the devastation, did it make you go, yes, this is World War II all over again? He's saying World War III has already started. Are you feeling like the U.S. military needs to get involved? It it may, but I also was doing some, you and I, I'm also not normal. I tend to do a lot of deep 10th level thinking, and I also remember them saying the same things about January 6th to play on the emotions of the of the American citizen. I would hope that what's going on is face value, but there's something for me that says there's something I'm not being told. And I and and I don't know exactly what that is. It is just a gut feeling that I have. My heart still bleeds for the Ukrainian people. I don't yet have the 100% picture to have a concrete decision as, yes, this is going to be World War III if we don't get involved. Right. Um, yeah, I... I, I I would tell you from a personal standpoint how I am personally. Anytime when it's obvious to me that somebody is trying to manipulate my emotions, if it's even in a TV show or a movie, right. I'm out. I resent it. And I resented him today invoking Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. I resented him today. My heart is aching for the Ukrainian people, but, oh, I re- yes. but I resented him using them. I resented him using those images. I resented him using 9-11. I resented him using Pearl Harbor and trying to connect some dots and trying to create it and, um, some um, moral equivalency or military equivalency to this. And when the United States of America was attacked at Pearl Harbor, when we were attacked on 9-11, we did not have the president of the United States going on TV elsewhere around the world trying to manipulate other foreign leaders and other countries and other citizens to re- to give up their lives exactly. for us and, and, and come here. I, I It made me feel resentful today. You and I are on the same page. But um, But that's not necessarily a reason to not use military reason to use military has to be 
based upon one that has no emotion involved in it, whether it's emotion over seeing people suffering or whether it's the emotion over I'm angry and I don't like somebody trying to play me. Just like our military should be, you know, non-political. Right. It needs to be it needs to be America has an interest. It took a long time before we got involved in World War Two, even though we knew atrocities were taking place. There is atrocities happening all over this world. In the Middle East today, there is a woman probably being stoned because she was raped. OK, let's talk about the millions and millions and millions and millions of little girls being mutilated with rusty knives in the name of Sharia. OK, and we're not doing anything about it to stop that. There's all kinds of atrocities happening in this world. But um, I wanted to share with you, he knew our history, right? He knew it well and, and, and proceeded uh, to, to use it to, to invoke and to uh, get a response that he needed. And I, I wanted to read you, instead of playing his sound clips, you can read his speech and I encourage you to do so. You can listen to him give the speech. I encourage you to do so. And I'm not here to tell. I haven't even made the decision as to whether or not I think the U.S. military should be involved. I think that we need to not be knee-jerk and, and respond in a knee-jerk fashion to it, which is what they, which is what we're being asked to do. If we More go in, we need to be 100% certain we need to go in. Right. And not only that, but I, I, one of the reasons why Skins and I are always questioning is when we're told we're not allowed to question. When we're told that there's only one narrative that's acceptable right now, and that is that Zelensky is 100% a hero and we need to support him and Ukrainian people in, in just it's just a matter of degrees and you're not allowed to question that and you're not allowed to say anything that's not 100% denouncing Putin as the worst bag Ask of human why. flesh yeah that, that Putin's the worst bag of flesh that ever walked the planet when you're when you are only allowed to have one viewpoint you're being played i want to read you an excerpt this might take me a few minutes. Maybe I should take a break. When, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to read you an excerpt. I think it's more important since everybody is pushing out the Zelensky speech. Everybody's talking about how emotion, emotional it was. Um, I, what very few people are knowing about is an interview that Lara Logan did. And this uh, Lara Logan has been and is one of the last true investigative journalists in the United States history. She's been reporting on wars for 35 years. And I'm going to read to you an excerpt from an interview she did and I ask you to listen to that and then listen to the Zelensky speech and see if it doesn't give you pause be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K show spelled K-A-Y-E and connect with her on ourfreenation.org news politics and current events it's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Great comments over on uh, Facebook about um, this the, the situation. Um, as Skinzer and I, what we were talking about on the break is there has yet to be an argument made that this is like World War II uh, uh, all over again, and that this is this is not only of interest to the United States of America, but also to the world. And I know that Zelensky did not specifically ask for the U.S. military involvement in the form of boots on the ground, but U.S. enforcement of a no-fly zone puts U.S. military it's boots. It's a cascading effect, it, it, it puts boots on the ground because we only need, Russia will send a, fly, a, a plane in there just to provoke us. We got to shoot it down and now we're actually in a war with Russia and then we're going to have boots on the ground. And when we've got the same military 
brass in charge that just we just came out of a 20 year war that accomplished absolutely nothing because we went into it without a clear mission, without a clear definition of what a win was. And then after 20 years, these bozos in charge of the Pentagon right now, look at how they just handled the exit. We don't we don't have the brass that we need right now. We don't have a patent. We don't have a MacArthur. We don't have what we need to take the U.S. military into battle. Um, however, if an argument was truly made that could convince the United States of that, I mean, we do have enough military minds to do that. But I, I, I want to get into sharing uh, some comments made by Lara Logan, because I think without question, she is one of the most respected, actual, true journalists left in the United States today. The other ones might be... Uh, Cheryl Atkinson and Cheryl Atkinson, you remember, was booted out of CBS um, after she tried to uh, report the truth about Benghazi. And uh, Lara Logan has been run out on a rail by, I think, CBS as well um, because of what happened, I believe, in uh, the Arab Spring in which she was raped over there. Anyway, so she was in an interview the other day and it starts out with Ed Henry, formerly of Fox News himself. And Ed Henry's uh, talking about how the Daily Mail had reported that Russia is just losing warplanes and tanks and it's going bad for Russia. And they may only have like a week and a half left. And he's putting it out there like this is factual, right, for Lara Logan. And she says, I don't buy it. She says for a second, and I'll be honest with you. I And by the way, I rarely read excerpts, but I want you to hear this. I can't play these clips because I can't I can't seem to find them. Um, but I, I want you to hear what she's got to say because I don't want you to think that this is me paraphrasing this amazing investigative reporter. These are her words. She says, I really think there's so much misinformation. We've never seen anything like it. She says, I mean, I've been covering wars now for 35 years and I have never seen people with their nails done in the Ukrainian flag. I mean, we're being corralled into this box where we either have to hate Vladimir Putin and believe everything evil that's said about him and love Ukraine and there's no in between. And that reminds me a lot of you're either, you know, a white supremacist or you go with the Democrat narrative on everything under the sun. She's absolutely dead on with that analogy. She says, so Vladimir Putin, getting back to the thing about Russia, you know, losing and and they only got 10 days left. She says, Vladimir Putin knew exactly what he was doing when he went into Ukraine. The Russian military isn't perfect. She goes on to describe, um, you know, um, how little training they have by comparison to the United States. She says, um, air assets right now, fighter jet pilots, she was referring to. She says, but Russia is not struggling. What Russia has done from the very beginning has been very strategic. They didn't go straight to Kaviv. They went to all those bioweapons laboratories that are scattered all over the country. Some of them they built. So they know where they are. They've known where they are since the Soviet Union because under the Defense Threat Reduction Program, we went in after the fall of the Soviet Union and supposedly they turned those facilities Supposedly, she says, they turn those facilities from bioweapons labs into public health labs. Although, you know, these days it's hard to believe anything that our leaders tell us because they lied about COVID. They lied about Russian collusion. They lied about the Ukraine impeachment trial. And there, here's where it starts to get even more interesting. She says there's so much more going on in Ukraine that nobody is talking about. You see such dishonesty when it comes to the history of Ukraine. You see dishonesty when it comes to the Azov Battalion, which is funded by the U.S., and and NATO. I mean, you can find pictures of them online holding up the NATO flag and the swastika 
And at the same time, their own emblem contains the black sun of the occult, which was a Nazi SS emblem. And it also contains the sideways, you know, lightning insignia of the SS. I mean, this is on throughout the Ukrainian military. You can see that black sun of the occult on their body armor, even on the female soldiers who are paraded in front of the world as being, you know, such an example of Ukraine's independent, independence and spirit and nobility. Even they are wearing the black sun of the occult. And, you know, we want the White House wants you to believe, well, this doesn't matter. It's just a small, a small number of troop, troops. It's not true, she says. The Azov Battalion has been murdering its way through eastern Ukraine. We don't want to admit this. This was why Crimea voted for independence. This is why Crimea wanted to be with Russia. Because we in the media and the Western media and in the West won't acknowledge the reality of what's gone on. Western Ukraine backed the Nazis. It was a headquarters for the Nazi SS. The CIA under Alan Dulles actually gave immunity from prosecution to the Nazis of Ukraine from the Nuremberg trials. There's a long history of the U.S. and our intelligence agencies funding and arming Nazis in Ukraine. They are not like neo-Nazi groups that sprung up. These are actual Nazis from the Second World War who, if you go back into the Nuremberg trials, said they were planning for a thousand-year Reich. And so you have to really wonder, as you look at this, when you know that the CIA sponsored the color revolution in Ukraine in 2013 and 14, that they selected Ukraine's leaders, go to Victoria Newland's leaked phone conversation where she and the U.S. ambassador are deciding who can lead Ukraine. She says, I mean, there's as much interference here as you could possibly imagine before we even get into Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry and Mitt Romney and all of their children who are employed, who earn millions from Ukrainian gas companies. She goes on to say, I don't like being lied to, and we're being lied to on an epic scale. And when we're told your only choices have to be you have 100 percent, you're 100 percent with Zelensky, who's a puppet. She goes on and then to say. Um, and I'm, and she goes on and she's talking about Zelensky and she says, I mean, Zelensky was, was selected like so many of our leaders. And honestly, with big tech and with election fraud these days, we don't know how many leaders all around the world have been selected for us and weren't actually even voted in. If Putin has been warning for 15 years, um, Yeah, she talks more about technology and about look what's happening at COVID and look at what's happened globally. We are fighting the same battles all over the world. To pretend that this war is about Russia and Ukraine is just a barefaced lie. I'm wrapping up here. She goes on to say, if Putin has been warning for 15 years that he's not going to stand by while the globalists take over the world, build bioweapons facilities and whatever else they're doing in Ukraine, Ukrainian oligarchs, Ukraine has been a center of money laundering for, you know, many leaders in this country for how long? Billions of U.S. dollars have been laundered through Ukraine and we say nothing about it. These are our tax dollars. She goes on to talk about uh, the impeachment trial and Colonel Vindman and how Marie Yovanovitch was Obama's ambassador, was telling you Ukrainian government officials, don't listen to the will of the American people. Don't listen to Donald Trump, the president of the United States. Right. That was the State Department. She says there is so much hypocrisy and dishonesty here and Ukraine is at the center of it all. We have to be very careful as the American people. We, the, re, the bottom line is this. You want to know why I'm not supporting sending U.S. military in there is because the same people have been lying to us for how long are in charge. We're, I'm supposed to now believe 
everything that I'm being told about Zelensky, and I don't care whether or not he was a TV guy from the past, but have we been told anything? For four years, CNN was telling the American people that Trump colluded with the Russians, and it was Hillary Clinton the entire time, right? You know, Putin's an evil guy, but the fact that he's, uh, you know, against this globalist mentality, I mean, you really got to factor that into what is exactly going on over there. You've got to be wondering who's the real bad guy is and who's the real hero is. And you've got to be recognizing that you that the same people that have been lying to you. From the media to the people at the State Department, to the FBI, to the DOJ, to the Pentagon, all the same people that conservatives have been complaining about have been lying to them now for years. Even even if you don't know, even forget pre-2015, everybody that's been lying to you going back to 2015 about Russian collusion, whether it was the summer of 2015, all that Russian collusion, um, crossfire hurricane, the Russian collusion hoax, Ukrainian whistleblower, all the same people that lied to you are the same people telling you today that you need to be, that Zelensky is 100% the hero and Russia is 100% the bad guy and we need to be doing everything that we can to support Ukraine. At this point, what it has, it's only cost us at this point uh, about, uh, I think Biden today responded with another billion dollars. Um, I guess when we're 30 trillion in debt at this point, it hasn't cost us lives yet, but I, 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 I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I'm not all in and support of Ukraine and I'm not posting memes all day long like other people here at Salem Network about, gee, gee that's Zelensky, what a hero, what a hero, what a hero. I've got to be questioning My heart is out everybody. For the Ukrainian people, that much I am sure, the rest of it, I need more facts. Yeah. And we need to be thinking now. We need to be critically thinking now because this is being used. Let me tell you, this isn't about you. Lara Logan is right. This isn't about Ukraine and Russia. This is about far deeper than that. And they want to get they want to get your mind at a place of gripped, just like COVID, right? We, it's it's the same tactics that we used on us with COVID, and all these so many conservatives were like, okay, yeah, fourteen days to flatten the curve because they weren't seeing where this was going to end up three years from now. We are at the the beginning where, uh, with this Ukraine thing. It's at the beginning of the fourteen days to flatten the curve, and if you're buying into that right now, let me remind you of where we're at now with COVID, that's where we're at right now with Ukraine. And I'm scared about where we're going to be three years down the road if conservatives aren't asking these questions. If, if they're that. If they're buying the, the, the narrative now, we got to be really, really concerned about where this is going to lead down the road. And, and if you understand that the Democrats, their goal is to transform this country from a constitutional republic into a communist Marxist society, you must be questioning every word that comes out of their mouth. And that includes Republicans who support it. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Dave Elhoff. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Hi, Andrea. This is Don Jans. You've been asking what our thoughts might be about the U.S. military entering into the war between Russia and Ukraine. As we contemplate this, let us never forget that the same White House... The same DOD, the same Pentagon, would be in charge of any military action in Ukraine that was in charge of our Afghanistan evacuation. That scares me. 
that type of a failure once again. Those are my thoughts. Thank you. And thank you, Don Jans. He, that was a, a message he left on our comment line, uh, which is 844-814-5227, available to you guys 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So um, I like that, Don Jans. He's smart. He just basically said what uh, what we, we've been talking about on the show. You know who else is smart? He might even be smarter than me. And that's Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor. It's very rare for me to even consider whether somebody might be smarter than me, Dave. Say Dave. What? I know. Say what? Hello, Dave Elhoff. Thank you for being here, my dear. Hey, Kay, I'm here. All right, good. Okay, you missed my joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll spare the I'll spare the listeners from having to hear it again. All right. So before before we get into today's um, federal uh, Fed announcement over rates and how they're going to be dumping off product, um, I got to get your take on Zelensky goes before Congress today, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I did the first half of the show on it. Um, and I don't know since, you know, your life isn't about, um, flying jets, fighter jets anymore for the Navy. Um, but from your perspective, um, should, should the U.S. military do the no fly zone and enforce a no fly zone? Well, I tell you what, the no fly zone should have been done long ago and, uh, before the invasion took place so that, uh, Putin uh, wouldn't have an excuse to escalate it even further. But you know what? Putin's got to be really pissed. <laughs> yeah. Disappointed that it's going as slow as it is. Right. Well, let Don't me you clarify your, let me clarify your point. So what you're saying is as a, as a form of a deterrent, if we had had a no fly zone going on over there, maybe going back to the first time they invaded or got close to invading, kind of like a demilitarized zone, maybe the DMZ yeah. over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a different thing than now wars erupted over there and they want the U.S. to go do a no fly zone. Which only, you know, which I think what they would do is they would, you know, fly a jet over there just to, just to make us shoot one down. And now, now we, now we end up with boots on the ground. Um, right. yeah, I mean, it, the, you know, uh, peace through strength, you know, if we had been doing peace through strength, we would, none of this would be happening right now. Okay. I got to shift gears. So okay. Fed chairman, Fed chairman comes out today and announces a rate hike and says this is the first of, uh, I think, six more that they're planning to roll out. He says that this is going to reduce inflation back down to 2%. Do you believe that, yes or no, and why? No, because uh, it isn't about interest rates. It's about money supply. The M2 has increased so much due to COVID and the pandemic that there's too much money in the system, when there's too much money in the system, you're going to have inflation. And you're going to have inflation like we got it because it's so much money is in the system. It's increased by 25% since COVID. Well, let's explain real quick what, what that means. Because I can remember as a little girl trying to ask my dad, I didn't understand, and I can't even remember if it was going on in Cuba or what. And he had to try to explain to me, um, why? I think I was like, well, how can we be poor? Why don't they just print more money? And that's what it was. And that's what my dad tried to explain to me how what ends up happening is you devalue the dollar because it's, you know, um, it, it's, it's not, it's not worth as much when you have too much of it. 
And then when it's not worth as much when you have too much, it's going to take more of it to buy stuff. Yes? Did I explain that right? Yes. And also what the deal is, what the deal is, A.K., is that... Wait, did you, wait, hang on a second. Did you just like walk away from your phone because A.K. was talking and you like were so uninterested in what I had to say? Is that what happened? I'm multitasking. (laughs) Stay stay close to your phone, man, because we had trouble hearing you when you were walking. It's like like I'm on the phone with sister because I'll be on the phone with sister and she'll like, she'll put the phone down and she'll like go do laundry while I'm in the middle of what I think is. AK rule number one, don't walk away from AK. I know. I'm I'm in the middle of a great story and sister will walk away and like go go throw some clothes in the wash. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, AK, I'm sorry you got me in the middle of doing uh, pistachio crusted rack of lamb. So I... (laughs) Okay, well, okay, it is tomorrow is St. Patty's Day, so my man's doing, he's doing some prep work for tomorrow's meal. Did I explain it correctly about having too much money in the system and what it does? Well, it's liquidity. It's uh, the cash, the money markets. All that money has increased so much that that's what the problem of inflation is going, is that We've increased at 25%. Now, we're not going to have 25% inflation, but we're probably going to have 7 8 or 9 I sent you a couple of articles by my people at First Trust Corporation that um, explained it. It's the money. Milton Friedman says if you track inflation over the times of the year that you have inflation, you'll find that inflation comes around when you have into money supply that's too high. So you got to tighten it. That's why the Fed is re- increasing the rates now, but they also need to tighten and reduce their um, balance sheet. Now, all right, well, before you move on, because I want to make sure, you know, I, I, we, we, we make it clear to people. So by raising the rates, they reduce the supply of money because now you've got to pay, you've got to give more money, right, to pay off your credit card or pay off your mortgage. Um, so that, then what does the Fed do with that money? So we're, or, 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 well, that's not even going to the Fed. How does, how does that reduce supply? If I'm now giving, if I've got to pay a higher mortgage, that just gives more money to the mortgage company. That doesn't take it out of circulation. Now, back in 2008, what happened was, is that when that financial crisis hit, it was because the banks were lending money to everybody. Right. And after 2008, they were regulated not to be able to lend money out at that point in time. Right. Okay. So the difference is now they're not prevented from dishing the money out. People got all these welfare checks. People got all these uh, uh, pandemic checks coming in. They didn't spend it. They put it in their checking accounts. They also got reduced payments where they didn't have to make their mortgage payments for 12 months. Ah, gotcha. So now they end up with all that money in the money supply. Mm -hmm. And that's what's creating most of this inflation. Now, you might be able to credit Putin with maybe two points. So we might go from 7% to 9%, but there's no way we're going to be 2.2% by the end of the year. 
Well, we and we also and and we also know that another factor is spending. We get, we're in thirty trillion dollars in debt. We've also got a supply chain issue, and and Putin. I mean, not Putin. What's the difference? Biden. Um, you know, you know, attacked our you know oil and gas industry by shutting down Keystone Pipeline. So those yeah. are those are all factors. Okay, so we've got this interest rate increase today. How it, how much of an increase was it? Is it going to inflict pain on people that are already suffering with seven dollars a gallon of gas? Well, it's going to start to increase over time. There's no doubt about it. Now, if the, I think May is going to be a very important time for the Fed. When they come out with their uh, uh, readings in May, if they increase it again, and if they start to tighten, instead of having uh, uh, all this money going into the system, if they start to tighten it, then we might see some effect in inflation the quarter afterwards. But, you know, AK, these things take time to work. Right. And that's the whole thing is that they think they're going to be able to get it down to 2% by the end of the year. I don't think so. So people are going to be paying, having to pay more on mortgages, and yet still the inflation is not going to be coming down anytime soon. How Now they're also going to be selling off um, some products, lightening yep. their load. How, how is that going to affect the system? Well, they, it remains to be seen, but I'll tell you what's interesting, too, is that with increasing mortgage costs, plus the other side of things is housing increases due yeah. to the demand for housing out there, but it's not happening anytime quick either because you got supply issues. you got, uh, I, I mean, the people that are, buying new homes that are under construction that normally you can get in within six months and have it built and done, it's going to take a lot longer. You take, for instance, we moved into Coronado here about two years ago, and a building was being constructed. I think it's four townhomes. They haven't completed it yet. Oh, wow. (laughs) But on the other hand, a guy across the street here built and completed a house within nine months when we moved in. So I, it's starting to hit more and more. Plus, I went into the store today to get my wife a sandwich for lunch. In Vons, all the sandwiches they usually have, there weren't any. Oh, yeah, the shelves are empty everywhere. I went to Target this past weekend for the first time. I didn't remember at least a year since I've been in Target and because I was going to bake some sweets here for my general manager, and they didn't have half of my ingredients. I mean, I was shocked. You know what's funny? By okay, it, I do some meal prep, and I actually had never experienced that yet. I was like, well, maybe it's not as bad as people were thinking. I was at Vaughn's this past weekend doing meal prep. And I noticed about half the things that I wanted, very limited supply or out. Yeah, there's poll numbers out today that nearly, um, who who is this poll from? Um, The Trafalgar Group, um, a very, very uh, reputable outfit. Nearly 80% of Americans believe that developing American energy should be a priority for President Biden. um, Because Americans are just, and, and that includes... Um, almost 70 percent, uh, uh, almost 70 percent of Democrats. I mean, the American people are not buying into a grand home. Uh, the energy secretary saying, uh, I think it was today, even in a hearing that this is the perfect moment, she said, for us to switch to green energy like that's going to be a, a, a moment. How? It, uh, 
like flip a switch and suddenly everybody's green and everything's great. I mean, they've been pushing this green energy crap for a long time since Obama and his green energy boondoggles of 2009, right? Meanwhile, we're dying here at the gas pump. And then that's causing the prices for everything else when we can get them in the grocery store to rise. Well, and and everything about this green energy are unintended consequences that end up having out, happen out there. For instance, how do you get rid of the batteries? For instance, on the windmills, they're killing birds. For instance, on the solar farms, they're killing birds. They call them dusters. People, birds fly across the solar farms and they're evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I'm sorry for laughing. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even know. I mean, it's so common, evidently, that they're wiping out birds that they got a name for them. Gavin Newsom uh, has said the Republicans here wanted to pause in the in the gas tax, and he says it would help the petro dictators and the oil companies. How would it help them? It wouldn't help them. They're buying the same amount of gas, right? I mean, the the profit yeah. that's that has nothing to do with profits going to the oil companies. That's coming out of our pockets. It's profits that the Democrats are taking and. Mussolini's taken out of our out of our pockets. Exactly, and <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's getting to the point where people are going to be pissed because when they have to sacrifice their kids' education, when they have to sacrifice their vacations, when they have to sacrifice uh, getting a car and all that, it's hitting them in the pocketbook right now. And as you well know that most people, when they get hit in the pocketbook hard, that's when they get really irritated. Well, Dave, especially when it involves people's kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how can we, so yeah, I mean, people are, people are, um, they're, angry they're frustrated i mean there's a lot of people that are doing great with this right i mean we we get that there's a there's you know the the limousine liberals are doing great you know in this economy but the the majority of americans are are really suffering right now and then they're scared and i'm hearing from so many people looking at retirement they're like i have no idea what to do i don't know if uh, you know particularly people here in california i got friends of mine that are like i'm seeing the prices are rising for homes in florida and is it too late for me to go to florida what do i do with my money? Where do I invest? We talked about gold and silver last time. Um, so um, this is the news you can use segment. I brought El Huff on because he is he is an expert in these matters and he can help you figure out what to do with your money. And obviously he knows all the ins and outs. Like I, I can't I can't even ask good cogent questions. El Huff, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. And um, and by the way, my girl, you know who I talked to you on Sunday. I know you're watching and listening. Write down this number. This is this is the number you need to text with your email, and Elhoff will get back to you. I'm not going to say your name, but you know who you are. Elhoff, give your number out. Yeah, 619-548-0965. Text me, call me. Let's have a conversation because there are portfolios that do well in rising interest rates, and rising inflation times. And I can help you identify those portfolios and what they are. There are all alternatives out there for you folks. You don't have to be locked into Wall Street. There are programs and strategies out there that can keep pace with inflation, Mm -hmm. taxes, regulations, and depreciation of the dollar. So give me a call, 619-548-0965. 619 
548-0965. All right. Thank you for being here tonight, El Hoff. And I don't want to hear any All more right. about any pistachio-crusted lamb unless hey, you're going to getting off- some, AK? I know. I don't want to hear any more about pistachio-crusted lamb unless you're going to offer me some. All right, El Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, your Saint right. Pa- enjoy your St. Patty's Day. All right. Love All right, you, man. Bye. All right. And y'all stay tuned. We got more coming up on the other side of the break. Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E, and connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. At, uh, earlier in the show, when I was talking about this Ukraine stuff, um, I was talking about uh, how we need to be questioning everything, including the Republicans um, that are the uh, old establishment, the warmongers like Lindsey Graham, right? Who, you know, stupidly called for the assassination of Putin. Well, there's a report. Interesting things that own. Uh, yeah. Um, that guy, right? Here he is, you know, all in bed with Biden on uh, this Ukraine stuff. Well, there's an, a book coming out. Um, called This Will Not Pass. It's a book by Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns. And in it, they allege that Lindsey Graham had actually called on January 6th. Lindsey Graham telephoned the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, and told him that if President Trump didn't act more aggressively to denounce the mob on January 6th, quote, we'll be asking you for the 25th Amendment to remove Trump. This is and so this is who's behind Zelensky and pushing for the assassination of Putin. You conservatives, you MAGA people out there, be, don't don't be accepting 100% the narrative without asking questions. Um, and Graham also said that at the time, Putin, Biden was the right man for this time. I mean, how can you get mad at Joe Biden? That's Lindsey Graham. This is this is the the uh, same people that are all in bed uh, for for uh, Zelensky. Um, speaking of uh, Trump, he did not officially announce his run in 2024. But one thing he made official is that if he runs in 2024, Mike Pence ain't going to be on the ticket. Great news. Yes, because Mike Pence um, is part of the persecution. I don't care what anybody says, Andrea. He stabbed us in the back. He not only stabbed us in the back, he also stabbed in the back the January 6th people that are being held without bail because they're being, and they're being held without bail. They're being overcharged on the basis of where Mike Pence was that day. And he's refusing with the Secret Service uh, Secret Service to, uh, to show his location because if he was near where they were, then it's worse for the January 6th protesters. So he's allowing American citizens to be persecuted and to be treated like political prisoners in jail. Mike Pence is evil to me. I will take AOC any day of the week because at least she's honest about who she is. All right, let's move on to something more. Oh, we're out of time. This is a topic, and and I could mention it, but I know you want to weigh in on on, uh, tomorrow's show. I do. Yes, so uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Thank you, El Hoff. Thank you to listeners. Our caller comment line is 844-814-5227. Thanks, you all. See you tomorrow night. Peace out. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.